Hello, Space Junkies, and welcome to episode 104 of What a Piece of Junk, the Star Wars podcast here on the Fandom Podcast Network. I am your host, Scott Botman, and joining me as always is my friend and co-pilot, Mr. Derek Marsh. Derek, how's it going? Happy Chinese New Year to our friends out there. Uh, it is the year of the rabbit, uh, yeah. as I've been reading up, so... For those that uh, happen to have their cyclical birthday on the year of the rabbit, uh, then yay, you get the year of the rabbit this year. So yeah, the Chinese zodiac is a, is a very yeah. interesting thing compared to so, you know Western astrology. But that's not this kind of podcast. Our only cosmology involves a galaxy far, far away, and, and it's we, fictional. <laughs> and it's fictional, and we can't talk about that without our friend Mister Miracle, our very own Dave Phil Cloney, the gooey, chewy man of a thousand nicknames, Mister Nathan Miracle. Nathan, welcome to the Drunken Gungan. Thank you, thank you. And uh, just for your information, I was actually born in the year of the rat. You dirty rat. Start with an RA. You were so close. So close, yeah, but uh, but not quite, nope. Uh, last year was my thing because I was uh, born in the year of the tiger. So last year was my, I think last year was the year of the tiger or something like that. I'm going to look up. I uh, 1983, I was the year of the pig, so. Huh. Cool. I taste so like bacon, like apparently. Looks like uh, 2011, 1999, 1987, 1975. Those would have been years of the rabbit. So, okay. So, uh, this if you were born in any of those years, thank you for listening to us. If you weren't, yeah. thank you for listening to us anyway. That's right. All right. Well, this episode of What a Piece of Junk, we're going to do our customary analysis of Star Wars The Bad Batch episode faster. Part three of, or sorry, part four of season two. Um, and then we're going to do the lion's share of this episode of the podcast to talk about the trailer for Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3, featuring the return of Babu Frick, or at least people of Babu Frick's race. All right, so let's jump right into it, guys. So this week's episode of The Bad Batch was a pretty solid offering of a one-off. Um, I'm not going to use the term filler episode because I don't believe there are any of those when Dave Filoni's involved because it's often that something that happened does end up being important later on in the season. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see if that is the case with the episode titled Faster which was a racing-themed episode. Uh, so it was a lot of... I, I had a lot of fun with this episode, guys. I know people out there feel like it was kind of a meh, throwaway episode. Um, but uh, I didn't... I did not regret taking the time out of my week to watch it. So um, we can jump on into the uh, five questions here. Uh, Derek, what did you like most about this episode? It had a Ghostbuster. It did have a Ghostbuster. That was pretty cool. Okay, yes. I think I missed that. <laughs> so, uh, Gurney Malegi, the big um, guy with the tusks, whatever mm -hmm. you call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's voiced by Ernie Hudson, who is Winston from Ghostbusters. I, I thought the whole episode, that voice sounds really familiar, but I looked at the name at the end and didn't recognize it. Well, and you, uh, should, also that's recognize, my bad. you should also recognize the robot Teo. 
Yeah, yeah, but don't go any further, Derek, because that was going to be my favorite oh, thing. Okay. About the episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and jump in real quick. My favorite go. thing was it had Sonic the Hedgehog because <laughs> the guy who does the voice for Teo, which is a droid in this episode famous for going fast, is the dude who does the voice for Sonic the Hedgehog, who also is famous for going fast. I'm like, oh, this is cool. That's a nice little collection of Easter eggs there here in the real world. So, yes. There, there's a little bit more in that, too. So, did yeah. you know he's also one of three? Uh, no, because he voices the the actor who's Ben mm-hmm. Schwartz. Yeah, uh, voices Dewey in the newer Ducktales. Oh, okay. So he's got pretty big Disney connections here. Yeah, pretty. He's got pretty extensive if you look into his his thing. But I was sitting there the whole time. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Right. And I mean, I pretty much knew Ernie Hudson right off the bat, right? Because you're like, oh yeah, he's done that voice for so many other cartoons, right, mm-hmm. over the years. But yeah. that one, the other one, I was just like, who is that? I can't picture it. And then, but he's also done. He's part of Teen Ninja Turtles, part of the newer stuff from Nickelodeon, and a bunch of other things too. So, but uh, cool. yeah, really, really great to see some some of the the folks out there. So. Yeah, good job, Ben Schwartz. You were hilarious as Teo. I, I, I laughed frequently at this character. It's pretty great. That's why people don't like droids. <laughs> yes, he's he's the reason people don't like droids. Him personally, yes. So uh, I I did um, I didn't recognize Ben Schwartz's voice, but I did recognize the name when I saw it. Um, so it, it it was a weird thing where I was looking for one character's name because I recognized the voice but didn't know the name. And then another character, I recognized the name, but didn't place the voice at all. Of course, <laughs> I didn't actually watch the Sonic movie, so I that might have something either, to do with it. So. Oh, you should. it was pretty good. The first one I actually liked better than the second one, but the second one wasn't too bad. Yeah, and th- this wasn't a case of me saying, oh, I really don't want to see the Sonic movie. It was just a matter of I, I didn't have the time do it yeah (laughs) like it it wasn't it wasn't a must see thing for me no i heard jim carrey is really good in it though jim carrey steals the show in both the first one and the sequel yeah Yeah. the the sequel especially he really just goes crazy over the top because by the sequel he's really gone a hundred percent robotnik whereas in the first one uh it was a little bit more muted and he was basically just you know evil genius um you know, but anyway, Nathan, what did you like best about Faster this episode of the Bad Batch? Uh, well, you know, this this was not my favorite episode. Uh, I felt like not too much really happened. Um, I agree with not calling anything a filler episode, um, but I think it may have been almost a bottle episode, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, where I don't think it's going to have much effect on the overall plot. I think it's kind of just an interesting aside. Um, so. I didn't hate the episode, but it left me feeling just kind of meh. So yeah. I'm going to say that uh, my favorite part of this episode was all the connections to the other parts of the Star Wars galaxy. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. We, we both be talk- part of Mission 3. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We, we both talked about connections and Easter eggs as our favorite part. So, I mean, we kind of agree with you, you know, on the, on the broad scope. All right, question two. What did you dislike most about this episode? I'm going to go first this time. I disliked that it wasn't just pod racing. Like, I understand the differences between the two types of racing and why they needed to do it. Like, in this race, they got shot at, whereas in pod racing, you don't use weapons mostly. Although, um, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't legally use weapons. Right. So Bulba threw things at people. And then, of course, the Tuscans were shooting at Anakin and them in episode one. But that um, was just for sport. 
That was just for sport. Yeah, and yeah they, they were technically not part of the race. Yes, that's right. The Tuscans were course, not competitors. Course, of course, for all you know, they could have had somebody on the inside who was placing bets for them. So they were trying to warp a yeah. decision. Yeah, that's so, right. That, yeah, that's that's entirely good. possible. Yeah, we now know that Tuscans are yep. uh, much more advanced. Game, right? <laughs> yeah. They, at, at the time, we, we thought of them as just kind of savages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yep. They they like the calamari flan just as much as everybody else. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. Or, you know, a slice of land shark. Um, anyway, uh, but like you could have easily had this B pod racing and just had a throwaway line where somebody gets shot at and uh tech goes, I thought weapons were illegal in pod racing, and Sid is all like, not here on Tofa Sama. You know, and that's like in this league, we shoot at people during the pod race. Boom. Problem solved. And even more nostalgia and callbacks and Easter eggs. But whatever. Anyway. um, So, yeah, I, just, I would have preferred to it to be just, you know, extreme pod racing. So anyhow, uh, Nathan, what did you dislike the most about this episode? Uh, the thing I disliked the most about this episode was the fact that tech studied the layout of the track. But then, like, mid-race still was coming up with, oh, gosh, I need to do this or that or the other thing. I, when he was studying the layout of the track, well, let's be honest, from the moment they stepped foot on the planet, I, I, we, from the moment we saw the, the race, I knew Tech was going to you know, pilot something. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was just too easy of a setup. Um, but, you know, when, when he was studying the layout of the race, I thought for sure that he was figuring out you know, you can actually go through that left tunnel if you do X, Y, Z. Yeah. But he's, then he seemed to not figure that out until he was actually in the race. Yeah, like, and he had them, you know, transmit the diagram or the schematic for the left tunnel. I'm like, shouldn't you have looked at that already? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I understood the whole, I'm going to be behind everybody so they can't shoot me. That made sense. But then having to switch focuses mid race just i'm like i thought you were prepared the whole time i thought that was the whole point um so that that threw me off i didn't like that part he he had good tactics but bad strategy yes that's exactly what it was he did not have a strategy going in but tactically he was able to to figure it out yeah all right derek what did you dislike the most about this episode so before i go into it i was actually happy that tech was the racer because the way I thought they were setting up Nathan was that Omega was going to do it because Omega was the only one who cares about it. Right. Because she's like, Mm. Oh no, we've got to help Sid. And you know, tech and Wrecker are like, eh, whatever, you know, so (laughs) kind of were, they kind of were like, ah, Sid, whatever. We'll catch you later. (laughs) That's funny because I would have seen it as a huge swerve and you would have been sitting here going, man, this was so obvious. Yeah. So, so for me, I was happy it was tech because I was like, Oh, because as soon as Ateo came back, I was like, okay, they're going to bring him back. But then I knew something was going to happen, and he, and he did. And that was great, right? When he got smashed a second time. Yes. I, I was like, yes. That, you, you know what? I'm going to retroactively say that might have been my favorite part. Because <laughs> they, they, they fixed Teo, and I'm like, that, this can't be. Teo's not going to be the one doing the racing. And then sure enough, he gets run over. I'm like, okay, yep. Yep. Okay. We, I knew so, something was going to happen, but I was not expecting so, that. So, 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 say, so, so my my second, my second favorite, because obviously my first was Ernie Hudson, but my second would have been that it was actually Tech doing it and not 
Omega because I thought that's how that would have been, right? And then we got the kids, yay, got the race. You know, we would have had oh, gosh. this wizard had, all over again. Yeah, right? exactly. If we had so, had Omega, oh, so, so had Omega yeah, jump so, into the pod, so, I would so, like too much. And, and that that's that would have that would have played into the whole theory of Omega's thing is that she's force sensitive because. Yeah. The whole reason Anakin can do the pod racing thing is because he's force sensitive. Oh, so, I just realized maybe that's one of the reasons why it wasn't pod racing. Yes, absolutely. Being all well, but humans aren't supposed to be able to pod race. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, so so I was happy with that. But the problem that made me upset about that, though, and this is what I dislike most about the episode, was that aren't these guys supposed to be in hiding? So mm. not only did afterwards you know, tech jumps out and he's like waving at the crowd, you know, and everybody cheers on him. They use his real name. Such as it is. Like how, like how is this supposed to be incognito? So that's why you'll see as my fifth question, as we'll go into it. But to me, that's like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Like, (laughs) I just, I never understood all this. So I was like, okay, it's cool. I was like, okay, so maybe they're gonna go and yeah, he's have to wear a helmet or something, so they do it. Nope, we just use his real name, tech, and then they shows it. And because it's not like nobody, he out of all the clones, he's probably the one that still looks the most like the clones, other than his goggles. Yeah, because at least at least Hunter has hair and has the scar. Wrecker's a big, you know, big guy, you know, and, and you know everybody else is is you know obviously crosshairs isn't there. Um, but I just would have been like, okay, so. And I get it. They're supposed to be on a, you know, where I can't remember whatever planet they're on. That's, you know, not run by the Empire, but there's got to be somebody because that's how the Empire works. So I was just like, okay, whatever. I guess their cover is going to be blown next week or, you know. (laughs) And, And, you know, this is an underground thing. They would not have cared if he had given them some fake name. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have known all. who they are anyway. Yeah. Right? But he's too much of a square to give him a fake name. Let's be honest. He would not come up with some alias. Well, And, and I guess I, Wrecker's and too, too, too uh, slow up on the, on the <laughs> uptake <laughs> too, too to, to suggest yes. it. Yeah, right. So, well, that's it. So it's like, okay, so, so that's what I'm expecting next week, Hunter, to be all pissed at them and be like, you blew our cover, you know, because he wasn't there, right? So I hope that turns out to be the case. That would be cool. That would be cool. But I don't think it's going to happen. No. So, yeah, I, uh, what Scott said, 100%. No. So, so for something that should be, I know it's a kid's show or at least more aimed towards kids, but usually that's been a little bit better with those little things about it. I was a bit disappointed with that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Nathan, here's your big question for t- tonight's episode. What connections did you draw to the rest of the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, well, there were a ton of obvious ones with this is basically pod racing just without pods with something other than pods uh, i thought it was interesting that they had droids uh because um i mean the whole thing with pod racing is you need to be able to make those split second decisions mm-hmm. and this one kind of lampshaded that with oh you know droids can do that better <laughs> so right, right. I, it always confused me why there weren't more droids in pod racing um but probably my favorite connection uh was the fact that we saw a uh Do-Witten. Mm, uh, yes. th- that that was uh, Greeny Milegi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Ernie big... Hudson's character. Yeah, Ernie Hudson's character. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we first saw those in The Force Awakens in Maz mm-hmm. Kanata's uh, castle. Yep. Um, so there that, on the couch. that was a neat callback. And also his racer, uh, Jet Venom, uh, is the same species as one of the racers in the pod race in uh, episode one. 
Oh, um, cool. From what I can tell, uh, it is not the same uh, character, although I thought it might have been at, at first because that would make sense. Because, um, you know, oh, hey, pod racing super dangerous. A bunch of people got killed in this. Let me do something slightly less dangerous. <laughs> right? I, I don't know if that's <laughs> slightly less. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> people, where, where at least when people shoot at me, it's within the rules of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, not that they didn't show any, they would have done it anyways, but nobody died. Like the right. way it is, yeah. they must have like really good safety well, measures in that cage. So. Well, one one person may have died because Teo we do did it. Well, well, Teo, um, but uh, one person fell in oh. the the left branch, and we don't know we don't know what's down there. Yeah, we don't know what what occurs at the bottom so, of that pit. But, <laughs> very very Disney death. Yeah, you know, ah. fell. Is he dead? <laughs> don't know. Uh, if Darth Maul could survive being sliced in half and fall down a shaft, so can Emperor. He's alive. Maybe he'll be the major villain next next week. So, well, that he's alive if he's important to the story. Right, since, right. since he's not, <laughs> then we don't know. It's like the Force can keep you alive as long as you're important to the narrative. Oh, as long um, as George or Dave say you live, right? So, yeah. um, so there were a couple other references uh, with the racers themselves, the droids. Um, we got a couple protocol droids. We got a battle droid. Uh, which is kind of a callback to the last episode where not all the battle droids received the shutdown order. Uh, some of them were either reprogrammed or somehow shielded from the shutdown order. And this must've been one of them. Uh, and also, and so I'll, uh, I'll jump in now because I was going to talk about the Doatin, but you, you, you took that one already. Thanks, Nathan. Um, but speaking of droid pilots, there was also a commando droid that was a pod pilot. Um, that was painted red. So I thought he looked kind of cool. It almost made me think if I get some commando droids for Star Wars Legion, I'll paint them red. We also had a pit droid, too. Yeah, there was a pit droid bopping around. There, there were several pit droids, yeah. yeah. Um, so. I also liked, as a callback to... Uh, well, actually, let me let Derek go, lest I take his... No, Derek. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, we talked... We had Ernie Hudson's character, Meechin. Is it Meechin? Melegi. Melegi. Melegi talked to the Bad Batch <laughs> about how they shouldn't trust Sid, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a nice on the nose reference to Trandoshans being un not trustworthy, right? Like Bosk, right? But also, I think that it's setting us up for maybe this will be one tiny little thing that connects this episode to the rest of the season. Um, that Sid will turn out to be trustworthy because she's the classic I'm playing against my species type, which we have had with Trandoshans and sometimes Wookiees before. With Wookiees, we expect them all to be loyal and trustworthy and, you know, defenders of liberty, like with Chewbacca and his family and all the Wookiees from episode three uh, with Yoda fighting on Kashyyyk. But then earlier in, in uh, Disney streaming Star Wars, we had Black Kersantan. He's been in comics as well, where he's like the atypical Wookiee. He was an evil, selfish, money-grubbing Wookiee as a bounty hunter. But then he redeemed and, you know, had the, I'm now doing my return with Book of Boba Fett, right? Because he ended up I just assumed Boba he Fett's was team. a paid mercenary, so he was doing whatever job was given to him. Uh, maybe, but it seems like he was doing stuff for Boba Fett, not necessarily because he was getting paid well. Well, I feel like he owed Boba Fett at that point, though. Wasn't that a life debt, though? Because he he spared his life. Because I thought that was the whole point when he didn't kill him 
after the the huts uh the twins mm-hmm. you know died or whatever right that they were supposed to like he was supposed to kill himself or something and and boba basically said no don't you know you're free and then eventually he called upon him so i thought that was kind of the life debt at that point which makes him loyal yes no yeah. doubt about it right but that was a little bit different to what his character had been playing which to me was just a pure mercenary bounty hunter to your point yes but once he actually had the life debt then he became just like chewy Maybe, but well, if there was one Wookiee that I would expect to ignore the life debt, it would be Blacker Santon. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. So, Although I, th- I think he may have at that point realized um, Boba Fett's right when he says, "You know, you can keep working for these gangsters who will eventually get you killed, or you can work for me, where I actually care about you." Which, in a sense, is selfish of him, in that he's like, "Okay, yeah, this is the better deal," mm. but at the same time. It's him doing things that aren't as evil. It's him being Sh- more Shades honorable. of gray. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's more honorable working for a Fett. And anyway, mm-hmm. this was to my broader point, speaking about honor, um, you know, Sid is being portrayed here as she's going to betray you because she's a reptile and that's what they do because mm-hmm. this is Star Wars and our symbolism is always like really, really blatant. However, there are plenty of other Trandoshan characters in Star Wars and one of them in Star Wars The Old Republic, Kaizen Fess, the companion for the uh, Jedi Consular, uh, turns out to be a way more honorable type of guy than most Trandoshans we ever meet. So I feel like that Sid is now on that path to prove to us that she can be trustworthy because she said to uh, uh, the the big guy, uh, you know, I've changed, basically. She's like, you'd be surprised about how much I've changed. And he was all like, people like us don't change, you know. So we shall see. But I enjoyed that Trandoshan character traits as a bigger connection to the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Derek? Mine, I mean, obviously you guys all hit on pretty much everything you find it, but mine was was going back to why I think um, Teo's still alive because <laughs> another one who loses his legs. And I love that when, when Tech was trying to rebuild them and he's just like, where's my legs? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I'm in perfect condition to race. Oh my gosh, where's them? <laughs> I also liked, that's not how you should connect my arm. <laughs> you know, that, that to me brought back the whole C-3PO and R2-D2. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you doing when he's trying to repair him every time or Chewbacca did the same thing? Yes, right? he's like, backwards. backwards. So good. All right. Okay. So. Speaking of Teo, my question number four for this episode, will Teo return? Are they going to put him back together again? And if so, are we going to see him again? I hope so. I hope he's the pilot going forward. That would be cool. I'm not 100% convinced that they are going to put him back together again, but I hope that they do. Um, they need more of that in the in the show. Yeah, I, feel like I, I expect him to show up and, and him and AZ are the comic relief. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of what I'm expecting, but I think he's only going to show up like one time, like yeah. in in one episode later on down the road. Like you'll just see his head. They won't have put him back together. <laughs> imagine imagine if Teo lives long enough to meet K two So in the Republic. Oh, that'd be great. Oh. <laughs> It'd be like two sassy droids. <laughs> this will be like um. The AP droid in Rebels. Remember him? The the big black uh, droid with the, the bug-eyed head? Uh, mm, and he was yeah. constantly down and morose. 
so like he's the comic relief. Teo will be the other way around. He's constantly talking about how great he himself is. <laughs> but but also that everybody around him is going to get everybody killed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And he talks in third person too, which is hilarious. So. Yes. All right, Derek, take it away for question number five. So I mentioned it as part of the thing of which I dislike the most about it. And we kind of got into a little bit, but really just as a question, do you think the exposure of the bad batch will give their position away? Right. So again, you've got tech, it's got to make some type of local news, at least where that it feeds into some master database of the empire, right? There's got to be, though I will point out, there was that one guy that got shot too during the middle of the crowd. That was pretty funny. And then then the announcer's like, Hey, just remember, we're not responsible for any random blaster fire. You you're at your own death. Spectator. And I almost feel like that was a crack on people at baseball games that don't pay attention and fly balls coming hit them in the face. Right. <laughs> See, I, I felt that was kind of like those uh, drug warning labels where it's like, uh, ah, side effects may include mild irritation, headaches, or death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're not responsible for any you know, minor injuries, cuts, scrapes, or getting shot and killed. But, it reminded yeah. me of Hutball in, in Star Wars The Old Republic once yeah. again. The, you know, and now let's play Hutball. Spectators should be aware that acid, fire, and lightning can jump from the arena at all times. <laughs> yes. So anyways, so so what do you guys think is uh, you know, is this gonna play anything? Or no, this is just a, a silly, you know, side thing that I'm thinking too much into that won't have any effect. It's probably that second thing where you're way over analyzing it. But I'm hoping that you're right in that not only does um, Hunter get mad at them next episode for exposing themselves, but also, uh, that didn't sound good, for blowing their cover. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> not, with, not with Omega handing around, too. <laughs> hey, anyway, anyway <laughs> and also that somebody in the ISB is like, their whole job is to watch all these underground sports leagues for signs of sedition. And they're like, hey, it's that kid guy from the Bad Batch and the kid. And so, you know, then they'll like, put people to hunt them down or actually what's probably going to happen though is that won't have anything to do with it but ernie hudson's character is going to betray everybody and sell them out to the empire i don't know what do you think Nathan? yeah um it does make sense that uh, with using his real name and and so blatantly too like they they call that out it's like tech that's it just tech um that's the whole name (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it makes sense that someone would figure out wait a minute that's that's a clone uh but i i just for some reason don't think that that's going to happen uh, that part feels too much like this is side quest yeah. not main quest i think the thing that is going to come back is uh the talk about sid um possibly betraying them and i think it's going to turn out that she did do something um, so that there's a reason Malegi thinks that she's going to betray them because she has done that in the past, probably to him, um, but that she has actually changed. And there'll be a, a source of conflict because they'll figure out what she did and, and the Bad Batch will confront her about it. Um, but I think that's the only thing that's actually going to carry over. I don't think they're actually giving their position away, even though it makes no sense that they wouldn't have given their position away with that right yeah it or, was pretty pretty blatant or gurney does do that like you guys said but then blames it on sid mm. Mm. yeah that that could work too. it look like sid does it right so yeah that could be kind of cool 
So, right, so they well, get sold out later and they say, well, how did this happen? Oh, well, it must have been Sid. We know that she double-crossed somebody in the past. And yeah. then they have to figure out, no, no, it was actually Malegi the whole time. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Gosh, I hope something good comes out of the episode. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to get to the end of the season and look back at this episode and go, uh, yeah, that, that, that was really a filler did, did do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it feels like it could be that. Well, you can bet that whatever happens as a result of this episode, we'll talk about it on a future podcast. But for now, let's take a quick break so you can find out more about the Fandom Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast, covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show, our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU podcast, discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. All right, great. Thank you so much, Kevin. And we hope you guys check out some of those other shows. And speaking of checking out other shows, we are champing at the bit, counting down to March when we get back everybody's favorite little green guy and the Mandalorian season three, as we see what happens next for Din Djarin and Grogu. Uh, so guys, we got the final official trailer uh, of course, during a football game, of all things, I won't go into my usual why football and Star Wars rant, but um, because ESPN and yeah. Disney, Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand corporate synergy, but sometimes that's just not synergy. Yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, you get to see it an hour later on YouTube. So that's true. Which, which that's is true. what I did. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, we had an awesome season three trailer with the return of Antillans or Antillians. I can't quite tell from the closed captioning, but Babu Frick's race. We saw two members. <laughs> perhaps one of them was him. Um, He's as supposed they were, to be. Yeah, as they were watching some uh, carnage during a firefight from their little workshop area. Nah! It was so great. Hey, hey. So um, yeah, I'm excited about seeing Babu Frick again. Uh, but yeah, let's just um. 
sort of break down our reactions to the trailer. We're not going to go through it shot by shot because I'm sure that by now you guys have listened to or watched any of the videos that do all that to your heart's content. Uh, and if not, I'm sure you can find a bajillion of them after you listen to this episode of our podcast. Uh, but for me, the coolest part of the trailer, except, of course, obvious Babu Frick, um, was uh, getting to see all the other Mandalorians that Din is going to be interacting with. Uh, I loved seeing all the different armor designs and the return of Paz Vizsla. So that's kind of cool. Um, Derek, the armor is in it too. The armor is in it as well. Derek, uh, what, what were you most excited about seeing in the trailer? Uh, obviously all the Mandalorians, <clears throat> right? And we get to see um, Bo-Katan and her... I don't know what were they considered now. They're not the Death Watch anymore, but whatever her clan is, right? That they're getting down, which we saw last time, yeah, um, in the in the you know trailer four or five months ago. Um, but uh, obviously, you get to see Amy Sedaris again as Pelimoto. That always excites me. Babu Frick, yes. Um, we get some shots of Jedi. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that's pertaining to. Because it looks like it's in the Grand Republic um, in mm -hmm. the Jedi Temple logo, um, but I don't know. I, I, um, I think we might get, for the first time ever, scenes from Order 66. Wait, wait, sorry. Seventh, seventh time ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this could easily be Grogu's perspective during Order 66 at the temple. The, the, yeah. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think this is actually telling us how Grogu survives. Right. So, and, and do um, you guys think that the person cutting through that door is Hayden as Anakin once again? It's because I mean, well, we've it got has, him back. It has to be pretty pretty tall up there because if you look at how tall the door is and it's coming all the way, but it, we either know it's going to be, it's, it's either got to be Darth Vader or, and you know, we'll get Caden Christensen replaying, reprising the roles, uh, you know, guest cameo or it's R2D2. Oh, well, there, there is one third possibility that it is a temple guard uh, mm -hmm. using one of those yellow lightsabers um, who's trying to get everybody out and to safety. And that they get cheered in way. Well, or base no. Malbus? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Guys with the white um, face masks. Oh, Jedi Temple. Yeah, that not not one of the Guardians of the Wills. Um, okay, but but a Temple Guard um, who who is a Jedi. Um, like the the Inquisitor was a Temple Guard before he became the Inquisitor. Oh gosh, if it was him, that would be really oh, interesting. That would be like cool. before he became an Inquisitor. Uh, but but you know, it could be somebody who. It just looks like he's there to attack, but he's actually trying to get people to safety. Yeah. Um, and there's a miscommunication, and that's why everybody's like in defensive stances. And then he comes through and he's like, Oh yeah, never mind. You're you're on our side. Let's go. But but my absolute favorite part is we get another quick scene of Grief Cargus. And this time he's even more elegant. Yeah. So if you if you if you see like if you guys remember when we got him last time in the season two trailer, you know he was upgraded a little bit more. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we got to see him a little bit. So I feel like every season he's gonna get more and more like crap on him. But, like, <laughs> the season, he'll just be like undercover, like all these like things. And, and he'll it's be able to move. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just him too. If you look at Navarro, yeah, uh, it, every yeah. time we see Navarro, 
Uh, it, high, high times. He, he's no, a great yeah. magistrate, apparently, or a great governor, yes. or whatever he is. Uh, um, he's doing great get, for the city. He'll yeah. get like a giant dark helmet or something like that. Where, you know, it's like this, you know, overly sized shaped thing. He's got to wear. <laughs> <laughs> How in the world can you breathe in these things? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I think this is also. I'm going to make an official prediction here. Um, this is how they write Cardoon out. Um, Mando's going to come in and be like, "So where's Cardoon?" And Grief is going to say, "Ah, the place got too fancy for her. She didn't feel like she fit in, so she oh, bugged cool. out." I, I thought they were just going to have her get have been killed off screen, but uh, I, I, I would... wouldn't do that just yet because there's a chance that they could still bring her back. True. I mean, they, they, done... and they could definitely bring back the character even if they don't bring back the actress. Yeah. yeah. So. So I have a question for you guys. There's a scene in later on in the trailer um, where um, uh, Nathan, what do you call that Mandalorian starfighter? The Not Fang Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, the Fang Fighter is flying through a canyon, and some tight interceptors are chasing it. During the, that, the, part, there, there is a much more technical name, but I've forgotten it. Okay. Well, during that part, though, it quick cuts to show Mando in the cockpit of something. Now, is that a little misdirect, or is Mando flying this Fang Fighter? I think that's a misdirect. Okay. I, I think it's um, um, never mind. I'll come back to it. Okay. You think the pilot is is uh, is, is not Mando? It's not Bo-Katan. Mando. Yes, Bo-Katan. Okay. I was about to say Sabine Wren. I'm like that. That is not it. That is not who I think that is. Although that's possible. I mean, it, it's not impossible, but I don't think that's who it is. Yeah. Um, I actually think it would be cool if the pilot of that Fang Fighter turns out to be a more minor Mandalorian like uh, Koska Reeves or Axe Woves. Um, or, you know, that it could be it could be a brand new Mandalorian that we haven't met yet. Or it could be the Armorer. That would be kind of cool to see her flying a starship. Um, I mean, she's got to get around somehow because, you know, she left the cohort and then Mando found her on that uh, space station. So, true, true. yeah, I, I really, really like to see Koska Reeves come back. I was yeah. gonna ask, do you, do you think Sasha Banks has a? Well, she's no longer working for WWE, so she's got a little opening in her schedule. She is big in Japan, but um, she could totally have made the time to uh, come film some stuff for Lucasfilm. I mean, who who wouldn't do that? That would be career suicide. <laughs> but but that does mean that we can't call her Sasha Banks anymore. Because that's right, we can't. That, we that is a WWE her. name. We can call her Mercedes. 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 Yeah. yeah. So yes, I think it would be cool to see Mercedes flying the Fang Fighter. That would be neat. Yeah, I, I will. This is not a prediction, but I would be disappointed if she's not in this season. I thought you were going to Paul Heyman it. This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, I should have. Now I'm disappointed in myself. You know what? Take two. This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. Use take two. Uh, All right. Take two. And you, you know what? This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Mercedes is going to be in it. <laughs> Good times. Uh, I also enjoy that we have a bar that apparently, instead of we don't serve their kind here for droids, it is in fact we only and it's all droids in this bar. Um, I think that's kind of neat. Uh, a ring theory, if you will, Star Wars Echo. Yeah, and another B one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, battle <laughs> droids are everywhere. <laughs> uh. I think one of my favorite parts of the the trailer um, at the beginning, when you see several of them on this desert planet, there are seven Mandalorians, um, much like the seven samurai. Oh, I, yeah. I think that was done 
very much on purpose. Yeah, that could be awesome. I like that callback because we all know that Lucas is a huge fan of Kurosawa. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's going to be it. Yep. Um, so, but I'm excited. Uh, March can't get here soon enough. Thankfully, February is the shortest month of the year because it's the one that separates us from Mando season three. Well, if you guys have any cool thoughts and ideas about what to expect in Mando season three, be sure to hit us up between shows. But for now, we're going to do Derek's favorite part of the show. What Star Wars t-shirts are we wearing this week? This week, I am busting out my best husband in the galaxy shirt complete with star wars font of giant yellow letters floating through space punctuation brought to you by cassie and andor and friends at their work camp no i'm just kidding that wasn't giant space punctuation um but uh but yeah mita got me this shirt uh a few years ago and i love it and today i was doing a lot of husbandy things to help take care of stuff so i feel validated by wearing it nathan what do you got on for a star wars t-shirt well I am glad we talked about Black Crescenton because I'm wearing my Beware of Wookiee uh, Warning Hazard Sign t-shirt, which, you know, it does have a picture of Chewbacca on there, but Black Crescenton's a Wookiee too. You yep. better beware. You gotta beware. Derek, what's your rocking? Uh, my favorite Sunday shirt, as usual. Ah, uh, yes. Not collapsed, today. Collapsed AT-AT saying not today. Yeah, yes. I, I dig it. Well, if you guys out there want some cool What a Piece of Junk t-shirts or mouse pad or coffee mug or whatever, check out our merchandise section for the Fandom Podcast Network on the T Public Store. Please just head over to tpublic.com and search up Fandom Podcast Network. And uh, Nathan, let folks know where they can find the show out there on the internet, please. Well, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, you can probably pirate us on some other websites. Uh, I, we'd prefer you <laughs> didn't do that. But pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can also find us on Facebook. What a Piece of Junk, a Star Wars podcast is our Facebook page, which Derek runs. Uh, or you can email us at whatapieceofjunkpod at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at what wars, And on Instagram, you can reach the entire Fandom Podcast Network at Fandom Podcast Network. Derek, what about those Apple podcast reviews? And honestly, reviews on other platforms as well. Yeah, so after you're done downloading the episode or streaming it, we'd appreciate it if you head on over to that app store um, or whatever platform and rate us. Uh, Usually it's out of five stars is what the kind of standard is. But whatever the highest denomination that you feel like giving us, which is hopefully a five out of five or a ten out of ten or a one out of one, I don't care. Um, (laughs) So it would be nice to give us that because that helps us reach others because that takes us to the higher level of what the you know when folks uh search for star wars podcasts or talk about the episodes whether it's the bad batch mandalorian all the great star wars content we get to talk about we prefer to make sure that others get the opportunity as well so again leave us that as well as it helps us where we don't have to you know hopefully rely on you know getting too much into it because i think kyle and kevin you know as much as they own the ship i know i hear they like to bet a lot on races so Mm -hmm. if we don't have to worry about you know any back pay on anything those higher stars will definitely help us make sure we keep the coaxium going on the drunken gungan 
Good times, good times. Well, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. And as always, we want to thank you for listening. And please hit us up on social media to give us your thoughts, comments, or suggestions about what we can do to make the show more enjoyable for you. Please always remember to respect each other and always respect each other's fandom. All right, Nathan, punch it. Oh.